0: Presenting the transcription feature, Superman!
1: Superman. Look at the sky! Look! It's a plane! It's a plane! It's Superman! And now, Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, star reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice. Three hundred miles out on the broad Atlantic, with Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen aboard, the Clara M, last of the old clipper ships, moved southward on a round-the-world cruise. But what was planned as a pleasure trip has become a perilous mission, for many strange and unexplained things have occurred aboard the Clara M since it cleared port. In our last episode, following a series of adventures brought to a successful conclusion by Superman, we heard how the crew, led by a seaman named Limey, had decided to mutiny. Our scene is once again the folks of the Clara M, where the mutiny is about to take place. Listen. Now well, then, lads, you take your choice. you stay here on this haunted ship and let the whistler kill you all in turn, or you follow me. What will it be?
0: Aim with oh, you, i you, I me too.
1: Then come on. We'll take this ship and sail it where we like. Follow me, lads. Follow me.
0: Lads.
1: Hold on, lads. Hold on. quiet. Quiet. What's wrong, Mamie? What's wrong, eh? What's wrong? There's what's wrong. Sitting on the edge of that there bunk and smoking this clay pipe. Eh? Oh. Scotty
0: McTavish, eh?
1: Aye, Scotty McTavish. Here we are getting ready to take over this here ship and what's he doing? Sitting there and puffing away on this clay pipe. What's the meaning of it, Scotty? Come on, men. Speak up.
0: I've made up my mind. I'll no join with you, Mamie. Ah.
1: Why not? I'd like to know.
0: I have no liking for mutiny, Lamy. It's a foolhardy business. Oh. so you don't
1: like it, eh? Well, let me tell you something, Scotty. We're all in this together, see? With the exception of myself. Mind your own Scotty, you're off your course. It's the others
0: of you that are off your course, not Scotty McTavish. Oh. <laughs> well, have you a match, Lamey. My pipe seems to be out. Never mind your
1: pipe. What's more important is, what are you going to do about this here mutiny?
0: Have I not told you, Lamy? I'll no join with you. Ah, here's a match in my pocket. Shall so you listen to me, McTavish.
1: must don't come with us as a traitor, say. And there's only one way to take care of traitors.
0: Put up your knife, Lamy. It does not frighten me at all. Lads, lads, listen to an old seafaring man who knows what he's about. Ah, it's a risky thing, mutiny, and I've yet to see the crew that didn't wind up in irons before they were done. <laughs> Very well, I am well aware of what's gone on aboard the Clara M. In the dark watches of the night, we've all of us heard the whistler piping his mysterious tunes. Some say it's a whistling sailorman come back from Davy Jones' locker to keep us company aboard. Aye, mayhap. But I say, what of it?
1: What of it? What of it, Say them. I'll tell you what of it. When you hear the wish, that's a sign of bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we've had bad luck, ain't we? First we run into a storm that batters us unmerciful. Then the captain is bad hurt. So bad hurt that the radio on another ship to come and take him off.
0: I uh, dinna ken what evil there is in asking help of a neighboring vessel.
1: You dinner ken. Well, I'll tell you what evil there is in it. I've said before, and I'll say again. We're all in the same boat. Every one of us is wanted by the authorities. What happens when that other ship proves alongside us, eh? One of the officers is bound to recognize some of us. Oh, and when he does, what happens? Investigation, that's what. Investigation. And after that, I am I am for every man, Jackal.
0: And your plan is to take the Clara M before the other ship arrives, eh? I take
1: her and sail her off to some place where we can all be safe for the rest of our days.
0: Very well. But have none of you thought of the captain? He must have medical attention, and he'll only get it aboard that other ship, the San Jose. Now, would you deny him that? That can't be helped. It's murder you'd be about. Without proper care by a doctor, Captain Hawkins won't live to see another day. Yeah. Oh, lads, you are hearken to me. There's a surgeon aboard the San Jose, and it's our duty to see that the captain's taken aboard her. Mutiny, take this ship and sail her away, and you'll be responsible for a life. If you're caught, you'll swing for it.
1: We can't take the chance of being recognized, Darty. We can't afford to let another ship come alongside. The captain's life is ours. Now it's like I say, lads. You take your choice. What will it be? Come on, are you with me? Uh, what about you, Scotty?
0: I haven't changed my mind, Lamey. I'll just stay here, quiet
1: like that. Oh, you'll stay. And you'll be quiet, all right. Irish, hey.
0: Swede, yeah. gag him and tie him to his bunk. Uh, Come on, uh, Rodney. Right. No need to get rough, lads. I'll no resist you. Careful of my pipe, Ken. All right, then put your hands right here, back, Scotty. Have you no thought of what yeah. Barnaby will say to this? It's his money we've all taken and him we've promised to obey, you know. Oh. Easy, lads, not to take on the ropes.
1: Uh, don't worry, you're the uh, on about thick, Barnaby. We'll take care of him, too, if we have to. All right, you men, gag him. Oh, there's no need
0: that, I'm thinking, Lamy. We could be yelling his head off and there'd be nobody hearing in at all. Oh,
1: you're right. You'll be safe enough for a time. All right, lads, follow me on deck. It'll be quiet about now. Right. Come on, along with it here. All right, up this companionway now. Come along. Quiet now, lads. Quiet. Keep it down.
0: There, Now Time is done. Look there. There's many streaks along the
1: horizon. we uh, has got to work fast. First thing to do is to settle with the youngster. We've got to be sure of him, we do. Come along. You there at the wheel. Stephen.
0: What's the meaning of this man? What are you men doing up on deck with the pins in your hands? Shut out in this. We're taking the ship, that's what. Huh? Are you with us or aren't you? Well, now, I don't know. It needs a bit of thinking. There like ain't no time for thinking.
1: What's your answer? Speak up, speak up, come on. But
0: I tell you, Limey, I got to think of... Oh. Look
1: oh, yeah. That's for him. Oh, that's the best argument I know to have a ballet and pen. <laughs> now, Swede. Yeah. Take the mail and change, change cost. Yeah, Limey. The San Jose is coming in from the east, hard over to the west. Aye, first it is. All right, the rest of you following me. All right. Hey, Limey, what's to be done now? There's the four people on this ship that need taken care of. There's the mate, Steve Barnaby, that the, the clock Kent, and the lad, Jimmy Olson. Captain Orkin, though I doubt he'll be giving us any trouble, sick as he is. Now, I wish you'll take two men and go to the lad's cabin. Great, great. Then you'll take two more and take care of Mr. Kent. Okay. The rest of us will concentrate on Barnaby and see to the film of
0: the ship. Yeah, but uh, what's to be done with him? The same like we did
1: with Scotty. Tie him up and gag him if necessary. Do okay. decide what's to be done with him after we're safe away from here. But you ain't to argue with them, see. One peep out of them and you use as your balay and pins. Now, up to it. All of you up to it and do a good job all around. All right. While the mutinous crew, headed by Limey, proceeds to take over the ship, in the forecastle, Scotty McCavish struggles with the ropes that bind him, making a valiant but hopeless effort to escape.
0: Oh, gosh, they've bound me well. They have the wrists and ankles as tight as tight, tight can be. Oh. can I undo these knots? I can do something or so. That's strange. Somebody knocking on the door. I come in. Oh, boy. Hey, what's happened, Mr. McCavish? You... It's tied down to your bar. Where are all the men? Well, Jimmy, lad, there's time for talking later. But this very minute, untie these nuts and release me. Oh, okay, I'll have you free in no time. What's happened, Mr. McTavish? Where are the rest of the men and... Oh, laddie, Laddie, the questions you do ask. Oh, very well, then I'll tell you. Lad, there's a mutiny afoot. A mutiny? Aye, aye. Most of the men with Lamey leading them has decided to take over the Clara M. Ollie. And heaven help us all, they'll do it, too, if we didn't a shot. Oh. But how come you to be here, lad? This very minute, Lamy and the crew are bent on taking you prisoner. But I couldn't sleep. I thought I'd come down into the forecastle and have a talk with someone. You say the men are going to take everybody prisoner? All of them as won't follow them in their plan to mutiny. Mutiny? Aye. And that means Mr. Kenton, Barnaby, and yourself and Captain Hawkins. There. Your hands are untied, Mr. McTavish. Good, i be good. No, for my feet. Come on, come Gosh. on. Whatever we do, we'll have to work fast. The Kent and Barnaby must have been captured already. Aye, and they'll be looking for you once they find out you're not in your cabin. What do we do, Mr. McTavish? I've been figuring on what to do, laddie, if I got myself free. And this is it. Yes? If they've captured the others, there's only two of us against the whole crew, do you? Yeah. Now, <gasps> well, what we'd best do is get to the radio room and send a message of distress to the San Jose. Tell them which way we're headed. But how can we send it, sir? I don't know Morse code, and they must have taken care of the radio operator. Aye, no doubt. But I know a little about Morse code. Enough at any rate to manage there, no, my legs is free. Oh, good. Let's get to the radio room as quick as we can. Right with you, sir. All right. Up the companion, we hear soft, soft, laddie, soft. Mr. McTavish, listen. Hey, not only listen, laddie, but look as well. Hey, we've got Mr. Barnaby, Stephen, the helmsman and the radio operator. Oh. You see there? We've got them tied up and held it together. Yeah. The rest of them will be along with Mr. Kent any minute now. Can we get to the radio room without being seen? Well, we can try, laddie. we can try. We've got to cross that open space to the other companionway. room. if as he does it, we'll just wait till they're not looking this way and... No, let Now, come on. Laddie. Oh, that was a close one. Oh. Now then, up this companionway to the radio room. Quick, laddie, quick. There's the radio room. Aye. And unguarded, too. Oh, very confident, these bands. Very. Now, now then. I cannot remember how to start the sending apparatus. This, this switch here, Mr. McTavish. Hey, I believe that is the one. Throw it over and we'll see what happens. Quickly, i oh, call. Okay, here goes. Oh, hi, hey, that's done it. She'll be warmed up any minute and then we'll start sending our call of distress. Mr. San Jose will probably be the first to answer. She must be closer than any other ship. Aye. Hey. Well, she... She must be warmed up by this time. Oh, let me think now. The call of distress... I'm going to try to get it straight in my head though you've got to, Mr. McTavish. Wait, wait, Well, if these old fingers on mine can still remember to send it. Huh? you're doing it, Mr. McTavish. you're doing it fine. I laddie, I am Lay me. I'm a
1: gun, McTavish, and no, I know how to use it, huh? Take your hand off that radio okay. Take it off, I say so you're a dead man. Nymie means what he says. What will be the outcome of this new adventure aboard the Clara M? What would you do if you were in Jimmy's place? Be sure to tune in for the next thrilling episode of our story with Superman. Tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman!
2: What do you make of this, uh, Superman business? Episode 175, The Last of the Clipper Ships, 9, March 24th, 1941. Welcome to Superman Radio Revisited. I am your host, Matt. We find out in this episode that the Clara M. Clipper ship is 300 miles out on the broad Atlantic Ocean, and Limey is whipping other sailors up into a frenzy, posing a choice.
1: Now then, lads, you take your choice. You stays here on this haunted ship and let the whistler kill you all in turn, or you follow me. What will it be? I with you, I
0: ain't following you,
2: I want to point out here that in the storyline so far on this journey, no one has been killed by the mysterious whistler. Whistling has been heard, which has spooked people aboard the Clara M, and Captain Hawkins did fall off the ship, which was a close call, but Superman rescued Hawkins, and the Whistler remains a mystery. Who is the Whistler?
0: Catch you fuckers at a bad time. <laughs>
2: Sorry about that, folks. That is a whistler, but not the whistler for this storyline. That would be Blade's friend, played by Chris Christofferson. Chris was born June 22, 1936, and so I'm eliminating him as a suspect because he'd be too young in 1941. Back to Limey and the mutinous crew of the Clara M, who wants to avoid going into irons when they think they might be discovered as being wanted men by the maritime authorities. With the San Jose en route to them to help out the injured Captain Hawkins, they think that they might be captured. I should mention that Clark Kent, Jimmy Olsen, and Teak Barnaby are presumably in their quarters and not aware of the brewing mutiny. And Captain Hawkins is in a state of rest, recovering from his operation last episode, and is in no shape to be moving around to be aware of it. So besides those four... It appears the rest of the men are willing to mutiny. Well, there is one exception.
0: Made up my mind I'll no join with you, lamey.
2: Scotty McTavish. We get the name of another sailor, and McTavish seems to be pretty easygoing, considering what is going on. He's seen some things. He just wants to smoke his clay pipe and cautions that a mutiny will not end well. He seems to be a little older than the majority of the crew, and I think he thought his experience and laid-back approach might change the minds of the others. He also lets them know they could be up for a murder charge, because if Captain Hawkins doesn't get that medical attention, he mentions they could swing for it, and I love how he said that. Scotty's appeal doesn't do anything to sway them, however, and he ends up getting tied up to his bunk by Irish and Swede at Limey's order. The safest play for McTavish would have been to go along with the mob mentality and join the mutiny, at least act like he was down with it for his own survival. It does speak to his character that he wanted Hawkins to get help, and he was probably concerned for Jimmy Olson, Clark Kent, and Teak Barnaby, so Scotty has endeared himself to me, if not the crew. So the crew's making their way, they want to take control of where the ship's going, so they approach the helmsman. Staver is at the helm, and he gets taken out by the business end of a blaying pin when he doesn't decide quick enough for Limey if he is going to join the mutiny. Swede ends up taking the wheel and changes course to get away from the San Jose. Limey then comes up with his plan to take over the ship.
1: Now, I you'll take two men and go to the cabin. Great. Right, great. Right. Then you'll take two more and take care of Mr. Kent. Okay. The rest of us will concentrate on Barnaby and see to the ceiling of the ship. Yeah, but uh,
0: what's to be done with him?
1: The same like we did with Scotty. Tie him up and gag him if necessary.
2: Teak, if you recall, had his wooden leg shattered by that anchor, so he's probably using a crutch. and may not be as big a threat as he would normally be, but it seems they are more worried about him than Clark Kent or Jimmy. Speaking of Jim... He wasn't able to sleep and somehow avoided the crew and found Scotty McTavish since he was looking for someone to talk to and left his cabin. It's a good thing that Jimmy ends up leaving Scotty as he gets filled in and unties McTavish and that McTavish didn't have a guard posted. So they hatch this plan to send a distress call from the radio room and as they sneak towards it, they find Teak, Stavey the Helmsman, and the radio operator tied up. They end up making it to the radio room, and McTavish begins to tap out a call of distress, but they are discovered by Limey, who is holding a gun and puts a stop to it, giving us our cliffhanger. I can imagine Jimmy is probably thinking,
0: if only Superman were here.
2: I can also imagine that the listening audience shares that same sentiment as well. This episode was unique in that we had no Superman in it, and even more unique because Clark Kent was also absent. It does make me wonder if that is the way this episode was always intended to be, or if something happened behind the scenes and Clayton Bud Collier, the actor for Clark Kent slash Superman, was unable to record for some reason. Maybe he had a sore throat, was sick, or he had a personal reason and couldn't make it to work on time or left early in a recording session, but they wanted an episode to fill a slot and worked around his absence. It could be that he was able to take the episode off for some vacation time or something. It just really sticks out that Bud is not in the episode, because I can't recall that happening since the very first episode, which was based on Krypton. Bud will be back next episode, which is a great one. I ended up listing ahead because I was going to cover two episodes of the radio serial this podcast, but changed my mind because it has been over a week since the last podcast, and I wanted to drop a new podcast as soon as possible. So I will cover the next episode of the Radio Serial next podcast. Outside the Radio Serial, according to OnThisDay.com on March 24th, 1941, British troops defeat Italians in Somaliland. German troops occupy El Aguila, Libya. And Glenn Miller begins work on his first movie, Sun Valley Serenade, starring Sonia, Haney and John Payne for 20th Century Fox. And I'll probably... I looked at the soundtrack for that movie, In the Mood. I'll probably end the episode with that song. Intergalactic Interaction Thank you for retweets from... The Jacked Up Review Show Podcast at Jacked Up Review. JP Roca at OD Fashion Outlaw and Geek Mentality Mike at Geek Mentality. Thank you for listening, sharing, supporting the show. I think it's the best way to grow my listening audience, so I appreciate that. Please tell your friends. You got a gallop and tongue. I welcome any comments, questions, or feedback. You can send an email to earthrsuperman at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter, at Radio Superman, and there's a Superman Radio Revisited Facebook group, which I would love you to join. Thank you for listening to Superman Radio Revisited. Superman was created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster and is copyright DC Comics. All clips and music are copyright the respective copyright holders. Theme song was Lament of the Last Clipper Ship by man's ear. Thank you and goodbye.
3: It was 1938. The country continues its slow recovery from the Great Depression. While war clouds loom throughout Asia and German aggression builds in Europe, Americans seek comfort and distraction. It was a time when the most popular form of entertainment was radio. But a new form had been growing steadily and was set to explode. It was to become the golden age of the American comic book. My name is Chris. And my name is Mike. Please join us as we explore comics in the Golden Age between 1938 and 1955. All genres will be discussed, from superheroes to crime, horror, science fiction, humor, and Western. So join us for the Comics in the Golden Age podcast, available through iTunes and Stitcher, and visit us on Facebook or at comicsinthegoldenage.com.